All right, grade fours, today is Tuesday, May the 12th. We are on episode 11 of the novel titled The Terrible Two. So yesterday, um, we found out what was written in the note that Miles left in Mr. Barkin's office. Um, ended up, Niles got a hold of that note first and is kind of using it to blackmail uh, Miles in case... Um, he needs a prank on him. So the two still do not want to go together and make up sort of a prankster team. Niles wants to, but Miles doesn't, and he figures he can do this all on his own. So uh, moving forward, chapter 21. Miss Shandy stood in front of the class wearing a long skirt and red sneakers. Would anyone like to be the first to share their report, she asked. Niles Sparks raised his hand and kept it up, his elbow forming an almost perfect right angle, just like Miles knew he would. Miss Shandy paused to see whether any other students would volunteer. Nobody did, just like Miles knew they wouldn't. Okay, Niles, come on up. Niles strode to the front of the room, carrying a black shoebox under his arm. It was all going according to plan. One thing Miles Murphy had reluctantly acknowledged after the Forge confession fiasco was this. If he wanted to outprank Niles, he was going to have to get better at planning. Handwriting, pen varieties, the mail sorting responsibilities of the school helper. Miles hadn't looked into any of these things. Miles admitted that, yes, he could learn from Niles Sparks. Made him feel a little queasy to admit it. And so he had embraced new tactics. He would be more alert, more patient, and above all, more prepared. A couple of weeks after Niles had confronted him in gym class, Miles began brewing his next prank. The scheme started to take shape in Miss Shandy's social studies class. She'd assigned a one-page oral report on ancient civilization. Niles had taken a quick look at the grading rubric before raising his hand. Miss Shandy, may we use visual aids to enhance our presentations? Sure, Niles, but I'm not giving extra credit. But we could use a visual aid if we simply thought it might supplement our own learning and the learning of the class? Yep, that's fine. Yes, Niles whispered loudly. Let me guess, said Holly. A diorama. Niles didn't say anything, but he'd already begun sketching a rectangle on the back of his rubric. At lunch, Miles got the scoop from Holly. He does dioramas for everything. A diorama is something that uh, grade four sometimes uh, in a class you've taken maybe a shoebox and uh, laid it on its side. And then you've made like little people or figurines or something out of clay. And you it becomes sort of like a picture inside the box. So sometimes you can cut out trees or put real uh, rocks or things in there. And it makes like a scene of some sort. And that's called a diorama. All right. He does a diorama for everything. Last year, he made like nine dioramas. In English, we had to do book reports. And he made a diorama of Lord of the Flies. He had a jungle with real moss and a light up boar's head with little red eyes that flashed. In math, we did a unit on three-dimensional shapes, and he brought in a rectangular solid that doubled as a diorama of the personal library of René Descartes. In science, we had to do earthquake dioramas, and he did a diorama of a thrust fault plus a second diorama that was make that was a making of a diorama of the original diorama. He really likes dioramas, Miles said. You think, said Holly. Hey, Holly, said Miles. This has been bugging him for a while. Have you ever seen someone look cool in a turtleneck? Sure, Steve McQueen, Richard Roundtree. Those are like celebrities. Who are they? Old movie stars. Holly sighed. Hey, can I have your fruit snacks? Holly loved fruit snacks, but Holly had earned them today, or at least half of them. Sorry, Miles loved fruit snacks. 
but Holly had earned them today, or at least half of them. This was good information. Hi, Holly. Hi, Nimbus. Josh Barkin had sidled up to their table. Hi, Josh, said Holly. Josh pulled out a chair and sat in it. Holly, let's talk. He gave Holly the same smile he gave teachers. As winter break approaches, I know we're all considering our political futures. I hope you're not planning on running for class president when we come back. I am. Well, I admire your optimism, Holly. I really do. But given that you've lost the last two years, I thought I'd offer you a place on my ticket. How would you like to be vice president of our class? We don't have class vice presidents, Josh. I could talk to my dad about creating the position. I'm running for president, Josh. Sorry to hear that, Josh frowned. And while, of course, I'd never beat up a girl, I will beat up your nimbus friend here if you run. Holly shrugged. Go for it. Miles gave Holly a look like, this is just a tactic, right? Holly gave Miles no look whatsoever. Josh stood up, made sure nobody was watching, and kicked over the chair. You guys are both nimbuses. Thanks a lot, said Miles, after Josh was gone. He's already after you anyway, said Holly. At least now you're a political hero. She had a point. Welcome to the resistance, said Holly. Here, have some fruit snacks. Miles wanted to remind her that the fruit snacks were already his, but he figured she knew that. The reports were due in two weeks. Never mind before. Never before had Miles's pranking journal been so full of diagrams, outlines, and questions. By Friday, he had the prank figured out. Step one, research. While changing for Jim, Miles had snuck a peek at Niles' school shoes. Shiny black wingtip, size 7. Write that down. So he writes in the book, shiny black wingtip, size 7. Step 2, lay the foundation. Step 2 began as soon as his mom picked him up from school. I need new school shoes, said Miles. You just got new shoes, said Judy Murphy. Not like these shoes. Nice shoes. Those are nice shoes. Nice shoes. Those are nice shoes. Nice, nice shoes. Those are nice, nice shoes. This wasn't working. Change tactics. Mom, it's just that. Never mind. What? No, I don't want to talk about it. Miles, you can tell me. What's this that kids are making fun of these shoes? Bullies? Are they bullying you? No, it's not like that. Is there bullying going on at your school? Because I just watched an hour-long show about bullying it. No, no, it's just because you should not change who you are because you're a bully. Look at me, Miles. Do not change you or your shoes. Now, if you want me to talk to Principal Barkin about setting up a zero-tolerance policy, this was going all wrong. Mom, I'm not being bullied. That's not even the main reason I wanted new shoes. Come on, Miles. The main reason I wanted new shoes is I think I need to stop dressing all sloppy. It's like you said when we were school shopping. It wouldn't hurt me to start dressing more like a young man sometimes. By 4.22 p.m., Miles owned a pair of black wingtips just like Niles. He hated them, but he was pretty excited about the box. Step three, commence construction. In the mornings, as soon as his mom's car was out of the parking lot, Miles untucked his shirt and changed into his sneakers. After school, he straightened his clothes and put the wingtips back on. And every night he worked on the diorama. First things first, Miles wore a nine. A little whiteout and a permanent marker fixed that quickly. The rest of the diorama took a lot longer. Miles spent all week cutting, drawing, gluing, sculpting. The work lasted through the weekend. Late Sunday night, he finished. Miles was too tired to admire his handiwork. Well past midnight, he dashed off a page about the Egyptian pharaohs and went to sleep. On Monday morning, Niles walked into Miss Shandy's classroom carrying a black shoebox that, on the outside at least, looked just like the one in Miles's black backpack. Niles took a seat and tucked the box neatly beneath his chair. Inside, Miles was wild, sweaty, jittery. Outside, Miles was being normal, boring like a shoebox. The bell rang like it always did. Miss Shandy took roll call. 
It's another word for attendance, like she always did. Niles got up and hung the attendance sheet on a hook outside the classroom door, like he always did. And that's when Miles dropped his pen on the floor and in one smooth motion bent down, switched the two boxes and retrieved his blue big velocity 1.6 millimeter ballpoint. Niles returned to his desk. He hadn't noticed a thing. Miles stared down at his report and smiled as he pictured the mayhem that would ensue because Niles had made a diorama of the hanging gardens of Babylon. And here it shows a picture of a, of a nice kind of palm trees in the back. It says the hanging gardens on top. It's got like kind of this tiered up sort of castle looking thing. And Miles had switched it with a diorama of Principal Barkin taking a bubble bath. So it's a picture of Principal Barkin right inside this little shoebox. He's scrubbing in a bathtub with a whole bunch of bubbles. And it says the bathing Adonis. His shanty stood in front of the class wearing a long skirt and red sneakers. Would anyone like to be the first to share the report? She asked. Niall Sparks raised his hand and kept it aloft, his elbow forming a perfect right angle, just like Miles knew he would. His shanty paused to see whether any other students would volunteer. Nobody did, just like Miles knew they wouldn't. Hey, Niles, come on up. Niles strode to the front of the room carrying a black shoebox under his arm. He placed the shoebox on Miss Shandy's desk. The top was still on. Niles loved a big reveal. I am here to show you one of the most beautiful sights in the world, Niles said. Niles covered his mouth with a folder, a magnificent vision that until today has been obscured by the mist of history. It was almost too perfect. Prepare yourselves, for we are journeying to a forbidden sanctuary that will surely amaze you. Niles reached for the top of the shoebox. Behold! With a flourish, Niles Sparks removed the top and revealed a stunning replica of the hanging gardens of Babylon. Even I had to admit that's a pretty good diorama, Holly said. Ancient scholars attribute this wonderful wonderful wonder of the ancient world to a king. Niles went on, although some historians believe the hanging gardens of Babylon weren't in Babylon at all, but belonged to a different king. Impossible. This was impossible. Miles had switched the boxes, hadn't he? He had, right? Yes. But maybe he should double check. He should double check. Because if Niles still had the Babylon diorama, what was in his backpack? Miles ducked under his desk. He opened the shoebox and released 2,000 crickets into the classroom. Mm, so his plan backfired. All right, stay tuned for the next episode.